0: Like, you think you've got it all made. You think you're, like, able to help people. You think you understand the human body enough to, like, charge people a fee. But then you get sick. You personally get sick. I have a teacher that told me that it's impossible to read the label from inside the jar. You know, so you, inside the jar, you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. You're trying to read the label. And guess what? Not only is it difficult, it's impossible. You know, you're not gonna work it out. So you're struggling around, floundering around, trying to make sense of your own sickness. Half the things you do make it worse. And everything you do is like this big message from God, like, hey, you don't understand how complex this thing is. You don't understand how complex human life is. You don't understand how limited your paradigms are. Greetings, and welcome to Classic of Difficulties, Difficult Questions in Medicine, Acupuncture, and Beyond. I am your host, Dr. James Mahabali. I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. This is a bit of an unusual episode of Classic of Difficulties. This is the State of the Difficulties Address, first annual State of the Difficulties Address, and uh, I think it's the first snow day here in western North Carolina. It's beautiful. We got a bunch of snow doesn't always snow this much. You know, this is the first time I've had to break out the snow gear. I didn't even know where most of it was, to be honest. Part of the reason why we're doing this different format is because there's been a lot of thoughts brewing. There's been a lot of changes that I've been thinking about as far as the channel. So basically, when we started the channel, our goal was to go above and beyond the current narratives, current perspectives, current discussions on healthcare, That includes what's been going on in the alternative medical scene. There's been a huge boom in the availability and the interest in alternative medical information that I think it's incredible. I think people have been searching. People are finding information. In my opinion, we're in need of some kind of reconciliation to make sense of all these different viewpoints. And that's part of what classic difficult was trying to get at you know my goal in the beginning was never to be another voice in the mix like obviously there are certain things that Chinese medicine is a little more inflexible on you know there's certain things that I've become a little more inflexible on like our last episode where I was speaking was the pharmaceuticals episode pharmaceuticals and supplements And it raised some really interesting issues, but I think it was a little off-brand. I mean, let me know what you think in the comments below. If you think that it was really raising the difficult questions, or whether it was just kind of raising an opinion that could ultimately be discarded. You could take it or leave it. Like, oh, that's just his perspective. I never want somebody to listen to this show and say, oh, that's just his perspective. He just thinks that. I want people to be challenged. I want to be challenged. I don't want fully formed opinions. As much as, as a clinician, you have some. You know, like, I've seen a lot of patients. I've seen a lot of patients on pharmaceuticals. I've seen a lot of patients on supplements. I've started to form some opinions, and I would rather be challenged in my opinions. I would rather not know together. You know, this is something I was just talking about, talking with Father Hans, Hans Jacobsy. I did a partial interview with him, but the battery died. Yeah, I know, bring extra batteries, right? I might upload sort of a trailer, for my trip to Florida. I, I recently took a trip to Florida to see Father Hans for my own personal spiritual healing and was planning on vlogging the whole thing. Now, I also wanted to interview Father Hans. This kind of gets into the future of Classic of Difficulties right here. This is this is where rubber hits the road as far as the state of the difficulties. Now, my vision of the channel has always involved interviews. Interviews with interesting people. I did that interview with John. It was awesome. We had a great time. But as the weeks went on, I just felt like there was something missing about it. I don't know. And I looked around at other podcasters, at other YouTube channels, and it occurred to me like, this isn't generally the kind of content that I watch. And the rules of YouTube content creation, the rules of content creation in general, is if you aren't making something that you would watch, you're gonna burn out. And that happened. That happened pretty quickly, you know? I I started to burn out on YouTube already, which is a shame, you know? I really enjoyed it when I started. So I had to think like, well, what's wrong with this interview and it ultimately just comes down to this isn't the way that i interact with content and this isn't how i think about john this isn't how i think about medicine so it's it led to some soul searching of like well you know what do i do with this father hans interview to make it different so i thought well when i interact with content First off, it's primarily YouTube-driven, it's not as podcast-driven, which has always been something I've been bucking up against. I formulated this as a podcast, but to be honest, I'm not a podcast listener. I don't really listen to podcasts, so I don't, really, I don't really get podcasts. I'm more of a YouTube guy. The main reason I chose podcasts is because it seemed like an easier format production-wise. But since I decided on the podcast format, I've just made the production more and more complex, rather than just taking for granted the ease of the podcast format. So I decided, okay, I'm going to vlog this because I love vlog content. I love the personal angle. I love knowing before and after what it's like coming up to this Father Hans interview, what it's like before receiving the healing, what it's like after receiving the healing. Like, do I go to lunch with Father Hans after? Like, what, what happens, you know? What is the whole experience like traveling down to Florida? How does it feel when you are going to interact with these interesting people? You know, I know that for me, it's not just like these interesting people up on a pedestal, and I just want to hold up Father Hans as, like, some kind of, again, idol. He's a guy, you know? That's the thing. He's He goes home. He's a family. Yeah, priests, by the way, in the Orthodox Church. They can have uh, wives, and they can have children. He's this guy, and that's how I first met him, you know? And I didn't meet him as a parishioner of his church. I just met him as a guy who was at the FTF Summit, and we, like, had a beer together. It was chill. I, I'm not sure if he had a beer. I was having a beer. <laughs> Other people at the Summit were having a beer. It wasn't just me. But, so, we were just talking, you know? And It was awesome. And, you know, when I did that, I knew, like, I got to talk to this guy again. I got to get to know him. But it's all because of the context. It's all because it's all of these people struggling with the difficulties. It's all of these people asking the difficult questions for themselves. It's all of these people trying to make sense of the world that's in front of them. It's not like Father Hans came out of the womb fully formed with these, like, great ideas about theology, these great ideas about the human struggle. Same with anyone that I look up to. Dr. Tom Cowan. I look up to Dr. Tom Cowan, and one of the things that that he often does, particularly in his books, is he talks about the personal angle, like how his experiences have shaped his viewpoints. And you know, that's, that is the truth of medicine. Like, every time you get sick, it totally changes how you think about medicine. At least if, you know, in my opinion, if you're doing it right. Because, like, you think you've got it all made. You think you're, like, able to help people. You think you understand the human body enough to, like, charge people a fee. But then you get sick. You personally get sick. I have a teacher that told me that it's impossible to read the label from inside the jar. You know, so you, inside the jar, you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you. You're trying to read the label. And guess what? Not only is it difficult, it's impossible. You know, you're not gonna work it out. So you're struggling around, floundering around, trying to make sense of your own sickness. Half the things you do make it worse. And everything you do is like this big message from God, like, hey, you don't understand how complex this thing is. You don't understand how complex human life is. You don't understand how limited your paradigms are. Tom Cowan talks about experiences like that, that he's had where he thought everything was fine, and then, boom, like, major health crisis, and that led him to the person that he is today, you know? So, I want to, I want to get the personal aspect, because if you just read, say, Tom Cowan's ideas, you can just dismiss him. You can just say, oh, that's just his perspective. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just cherry-picking studies. Whatever. You can levy all kinds of arguments against it. But the thing is, if you get to know him, I I haven't gotten to know him yet, I hope to interview him at some point on this show, but if you get to know somebody, then you start to open yourself up to perspectives that you might not necessarily be open to from an intellectual level. If you know, hey, he's a good person, he's intelligent, he's likable, we both like Thai food, he's funny, then maybe just maybe you'll like realize that the paradigm that you're in isn't everything and that maybe your paradigm could use some shifting from his paradigm and maybe both of you could Break out of your respective paradigms together and, like, reach new heights. I mean, I hope that in interviewing people, I play a service to them as well, that they get to have a deeper relationship with what they do. They get to learn more about who they are, what their skills are, what, you know, what healing's about. Like, often in the treatment room, all you're doing is asking questions to help people kind of understand what the problem really is. You know, you really want to suss out what people believe in. And have them express it themselves so that they can have a deeper understanding of themselves and they can make a choice of whether or not they want to be that person or whether they want to be somebody else. Whether the paradigm they're living in works for them or whether there's something about the paradigm that has started to die, that has started to die off and needs to be amputated. Whether there's something about the paradigm that isn't serving them anymore, that isn't full of life and they want to breathe life back into their life. They want to to be fully alive. So, I think that we're looking at vlogging as a major format shift. I would just like to take a moment here to thank my incredible patrons. Through the Patreon, we have had people supporting the show, we've had people supporting me and my family, we've had people supporting the production costs, the equipment, all the time that it takes to film, record, edit, write the outlines, all that good stuff, and we are just so grateful. On the Patreon, you can give as little as a $3 donation. Even $3 makes a big difference, but we have some people that have been giving their hard-earned dollars so that we could make this content for you guys so that you can watch it. I am grateful to them. I know you guys are grateful to them because of the donations that they give allow us to make the content that you get to watch. So, please do your part, you know, become a patron. The more patronage we get, the higher the production value, the more time I can take out of my work schedule to be able to make this content. Uh, I do, I have a family that I need to support, so the more patronage we get, the easier it is to support my family while still doing this project that I'm really, really passionate about and that I know you guys are passionate about as well so again thank you to my amazing patrons um and please please do support us on patreon.com slash so i think that we're looking at vlogging as a major format shift not everything's going to be vlogging i don't really i don't really know yet i mean we're We're working on it. We're trying to figure out how best to do all of this. I mean, I know a lot of you are loyal podcast listeners. I know it makes a big difference for a lot of you when you're you know working and working in your uh, your job doing what might be somewhat menial tasks or cleaning out your garage or what have you but that's just not how I relate with content. So I don't know how to straddle these two realities. Part of what was happening was that I was kind of dreading recording and you know, especially dreading editing because I was taking something that was ultimately designed in one way. The content was designed like a podcast, but I was trying to edit it into a YouTube video the other thing is that I think people can tell I think that after gosh 10 months I would have expected greater growth I mean we're at like 285 now it's awesome it's awesome for a first year I'm so grateful to you guys for listening for sharing the channel with your friends with your family I'm so grateful but like we have 285 awesome people that get notifications about whenever I do something which is super bizarre I mean that's a lot of people so that's great but I feel like I could have done more. I feel like the numbers are kind of a sign is something wrong. There's a pretty high click-away rate. (laughs) There's all kinds of YouTube analytics, like, that's the thing about YouTube as a format, is they will tell you so much about your videos, they will tell you so much about when people click in, when people click out, what percentage of people are still watching by, like, 46 seconds into the video, what percentage of people are clicking on your thumbnails when they're shown your thumbnails in various formats is enough data to drive you mad and it you know it does drive people mad, including myself. But so when I look at the YouTube analytics and I see like a high click away rate and I know that for myself, I don't like watching videos that, you know, even if it's a seven seven minute clip, I'm not a huge fan of watching videos that are clips from podcasts. I like videos that are dedicated content. And from the beginning, the clips from a podcast thing was a known compromise. I said, hey, Joe Rogan's doing it. Other people are doing it. And they get plenty of views. People won't mind. But here's the thing. Like, I minded. I don't like watching Joe Rogan clips because I feel like I'm not part of the discussion. I feel like I don't know what's going on for the first, like, three minutes. I feel like the content doesn't, like, get to the point fast enough. And that's the format. So this is, this is why that statement is true. This is why you've got to make the content that you're proud of. You've got to make the content that you like to watch. Because if you don't, then when, when you look at the analytics, You get discouraged and you say, oh, well it's because the stuff you're making isn't any good. And then you get into negative self-talk and then you get into all of this stuff where it just makes it harder and harder to keep doing what you love doing. You know, I, I love making YouTube. I love connecting with you guys. It's brought so much joy into my life. Particularly, we've had many incredible people come long distances to come to the clinic to receive medicine from me, which is, I mean, I can't believe that I could make such an impact in their lives that they would wanna drive, you know, I think the record now is like nine hours maybe. We've got people that came from Ohio, people that came from Indiana, and these are people that I never would have met. They're people that are living in places where I wouldn't ordinarily go. There are people that are running in circles that I wouldn't ordinarily run in. There are people that might not even seek acupuncture if it was available to them regionally. But because of the show, they, they came and they reached out to me and they like we got we got an opportunity to work together and they're all such like beautiful and complex people that it's been just such an honor to to have that happen. And so, that's been one of the great joys of the podcast is that knowing that people are being touched by it and that it means something to people. I just had this this interaction with a patient who came from far that heard about me through a friend of his listening to the podcast and then recommending it to him. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about it without violating HIPAA, but people are just so complex and... Like, you could meet these people on the street, you could meet them at the store, you could even meet them at your church, you could even be friends with them for a long time, and not know about the depth and complexity of their life. It's that richness and that complexity that I'm just honored to participate in. It's that real human struggle, those big existential questions. And it's not like he came to me with philosophical questions, that's the thing. Medicine is philosophy and practice. So it's not like he came to me asking about, uh, you know, what's the nature of medicine? What's the nature of health? It's that he came to me with challenges in his life with really deep challenges you know both past present and most likely future it's out of these challenges that truth emerges it's out of these challenges that beauty emerges and it's it's through this mutual participation in these challenges that it's not just like a one-way street like it's not like he's just gaining from it like i'm gaining so much from it too so it's been a real pleasure to have these deep interactions with You know, with you viewers, with you listeners, with, with these people that there's no way I would have ever met. Not without reaching out and doing something crazy, like starting a YouTube channel when your baby is a newborn. (laughs) She's not a newborn anymore. So, future directions, the content is gonna change. I know, I know for a fact, vlogging is gonna be part of it. I'm not gonna be a daily vlogger, let's not be crazy. I don't even know what part of vlogging is gonna play, but I know that it's an important piece. I know that interviews are still gonna be part of it. I know that I've got so many good discussions I wanna have one-on-one, just me and you, listener. So, I don't know what the future holds. The channel's not going away, that's for sure. So what I want you guys to do is I want you to let me know in the comments below what you think about all this. What you think about where the channel has been, like which your favorite episodes were, and just let me know what you think about our future directions. If we did less kind of long-form podcast and more short-form content, would you stop watching? So I want to know how to connect with you guys. That's, that's always every YouTuber's dream is connecting with people from different places, connecting with people that they wouldn't have interacted with. That's where the meaning really comes in. Like, I love making content and all, but I don't want to create content in a vacuum. Let me know how to connect with you. Let me know what brings you meaning. You know, the goal of Classic of Difficulties is to deepen our relationship with the questions that we face. The goal of Classic of Difficulties is to develop a deeper understanding of ourselves in addition to the medicine that we partake in. A deeper understanding of sickness and health to understand how to think about suffering, you know, because suffering is a part of life and I just want to find some meaning with you guys. So let me know. Let me know what this show means to you and how it could mean more to you.